Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Are ready, Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Dolphins sucks. Come on, an unbeliever. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined on the line, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, my colleague and co-host, and his wild-ass children in the back, Michael LaGarrison. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, we don't have the Wookiee riding with us this week. You know why, guys? We've got to bang this out during the daytime. It's holiday week. Wookie's out there, pounding the pavement, making those Benjamins, so we don't have the Wookiee with us. But what we do have, Mike, this week, served up by the Jets and the Rams, is a giant dish of disappointment. Now, we're going to get into the psychology of this, we're going to get into the trolls, we're going to go through the whole everything going on with Trevor here, but one of the strangest feelings I've ever had as a Jet fan, one of the strangest feelings I've ever had as a fan of any team in my life, was watching that game last week. We've been waiting all year for Sam to just be efficient, make some big passes, plays in big spots. And he didn't light it up last week, Mike, when it comes to stats theoretically, but his QB rating was decent, and he played pretty good. But juxtapose that with the fact that everybody wants to lose every game. We want to get Trevor Lawrence. It's it's every Jet fan's hopes and dreams. We saw Trevor Lawrence tear it up this weekend versus Notre Dame. Everyone's banking on it. Everyone's mentality is all in for this individual one player like I've never seen with the Jet fan base before ever. So what we had happen at the end of that game last week when the Jets won the game where normally there'd be jubilation and excitement that we're not going to go down in the annals of the NFL with the 0-16 Lions and the 0-16 Browns as one of the worst teams of all time. They might still be one of the worst teams but they're not going to be have that scarlet letter with that horrible record hanging over us forever. You think there would be joy. You think there would be some happiness. Instead, because of Trevor, because of where we're at, because of how the season's gone before this, Mike, we're kind of living in a parallel universe where after the game, it was the complete opposite, wasn't it? It was. Jeff fans were not happy with the outcome. I was very surprised that they actually could pull it off. I was happy, genuinely happy for the players. I know how much they wanted to win. And how much they were trying and pushing to win. And I really do respect that a lot for them. So good for them on getting that. Um, But it was very disappointing um, as a fan. Because this entire season really has been in the toilet. We are, selfishly for me, what I wanted more than even Trevor Lawrence. Is I just want Adam Gase gone um, to to move on. And I absolutely wanted to have a a generational prospect like trevor lawrence become available for us and that's kind of like what all of this was about as jet fans and we saw all of that most likely slip away on sunday and it was very very difficult to accept that and you know there's five stages of uh acceptance there's denial anger bargaining depression and then finally acceptance I, i i think you know i never was 
uh, someone who accepted the reality that Trevor was going to be our quarterback in the first place. Remember, I would always tell you, I don't think we're going to get him. So it really didn't really bother me, bother me, bother me like a lot of other people because I already knew the Jets. They did this to me with Mariota back in the day, like when, when the Titans, they, all they had to do was just lose to the Titans and we would have drafted Mariota and they couldn't even do that. I remember that with Gino. Um, so I'm already at the acceptance stage and ready to just see what the best possible place is. There's a lot of Jet fans still in denial. They don't want to believe it. There's anger. Um, there's a lot of depression out there. Well, here's the there, thing. I'm, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there because here's the thing that bothers me. And you're kind of going along these lines now. And a lot of Jet fans have done this and family members have done this of mine. And look, I'm 40 years old. I've only seen the Jets be miserable and break my heart. I understand that. But the, the group think, the group thought process, the we're predetermined to fail because we're the Jets. Bullshit. That negative, oh man, we're the Jets. Of course we won this game. Of course there's no chance we're going to get Trevor this and that. If the season was over, it would still bother me, but I would understand it more. But there's two weeks left in the season. The season is not over yet. The Jags can beat the Bears next weekend. The Jets get whooped. And every single thing everyone said, all the energy people are wasting, trolling Jet fans, or Jet fans getting mad about this in, gener in, in, in a general sense, getting mad just because we're not going to get them one pick, which I get. But getting mad about it now, what are we doing? Like, I know you can say, no, no, no. Well, we had it on lockdown. Now we don't. I get that. Be annoyed about that if you want. I'm not ignorant of the fact, but there's two weeks left. Mm -hmm. Okay? The Bears are not good. The Bears lost six games in a row for the last two weeks. The Bears are not a good football team. Look up anything on the Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Marone, all the players down there. They want, they're not winning games. But they want to win. They want. Mm -hmm. They know this is maybe their best chance to win this weekend. Another thing, Mike, you know, the Colts, by the last week of the season, they might have a playoff spot locked up, okay? We've already seen week 17 of the NFL, how these teams operate if they already have a playoff spot locked up. You know how Jet fans know it pretty well? Do you remember 2009? Do you remember the last game of the season versus the Colts? Because they didn't play their starters and we were able to beat the backups and get into the playoffs? The Colts might not be invested in that game at all. And then Jacksonville whoops them. So my point is this. I understand. Oh, my God, we're not going to get Trevor now. But to already be people, already with the, the typical Jets and the negativity and all, all that, like, like I'm not, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, let the season finish. If we end up with number two and we don't get Trevor, which we'll get into in a second also, um, that'll be what it'll be. But there's two weeks left, Mike. This hasn't That's happened two weeks. Yet. And also, let me say one other thing. I want to apologize to our fan base and to all Jet fans for one reason, because even though we didn't really talk about Trevor Lawrence too much last week, besides the normal amount, just in general, I did put him on the cover for the show. So I did create this jinx that dropped upon us. So I will take that blame. Direct, that all, direct all of that hatred at me, not Mike, first of all. But I want to say something, Mike. One of the Jets, now Trevor Lawrence is, say they're projecting him to be a top, top, top of the NFL Peyton Manning quarterback. In our lifetime... I'm just going to ask you a question. Have we been able to draft a guy at a Peyton, Peyton Manning level ever in our life? No. 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 Okay, so here I'm going. this is where I'm going with this, right? Have we been able to draft a guy not Peyton Manning level, even a level right below that? No. No. Have we been able to draft a guy even within the range of being a consistent quarterback for 10 years, maybe just making a couple Pro Bowls like no. Eli? No. no. Have we been able to draft a guy just average quarterback, right? Just plays on the team for seven or eight years consistently and gives us a run. Have we been able to do that? Yeah, uh, Chad no, P were healthy. Chad, if he Chad was healthy, P. then yeah. No, but the answer is a no because he got hurt and he was never able yeah. to do that. So right. my point is this. I get 
what Trevor means and how good he could be. We haven't lost him yet, first of all. Second of all, Jet fans, I know we want to get the best guy. We haven't even gotten a prospect or someone to be remotely consistent. Forget about the highest level, Peyton Manning levels. What if we drafted a dude in this draft this year, Wilson? I know people aren't feeling fields right now or a trash. This is my hypothetical. Say we have to go plan B. We grab one of those guys, and we actually get a quarterback that's here for 10 years, and it's just not Trevor Lawrence. Is that the worst thing in the world? You know, I'm not saying settle, but I'm saying be realistic. If people want to say, oh, we're the same Jets, and we're the Jets, and here's our history, and this and that, take that thought process, and then forget Trevor Lawrence exists for a second and just go, oh, the Jets drafted a guy that was good for 10 years. They'd all be happy then. So I don't get it, Mike. I don't get the, the resign to negativity moving forward. The past is the past. However things are going to be moving forward, we have no control over. But I'm not going to be one of these people that just for clicks is going to lose my mind that we won the game this week. I get and, that. And, and uh, you know, because there's always a push to kick somebody when they're down to, you know, an intent to, to annoy or hurt another person. And you see that in the national media when the New York Jets beat the Raiders. The, the the point was, I can't believe they did this. They don't deserve the number one. We were getting thrown through the muck and mire, right? And then after this loss, I can't believe the Jets blew their chance at number one. It's like you can't win no matter what you do. You're always going to be attacked. You know, I had a friend of mine that was on the chat. He's a, Ram, uh, a, a Rams fan, and he started talking about the Jets and how bad they were when they lost when they fired um greg williams instead of firing uh adam gase and i understood that and his his quote was my friend jersey baltimore he says why fire greg williams and not adam gase the effing jets are a dumpster fire sprinkled with cow dung and at this point and then everyone laugh out loud laugh out loud this is when uh, after the raiders right and just you know, going after them of, of after losing, right? And little did he understand that, like, absolutely all Jet fans were so happy that they lost to the Raiders because it kept us in line. And the reason why they fired Greg Williams and not Adam Gase is they're continuing to hold Adam Gase to keep the status quo so that they do end up with Trevor Lawrence. But obviously, he doesn't un know that. He just jumps on the national media and with everybody else. Ha ha, look at the stupid ass Jets, right? Well then, those stupid ass Jets just dropped an L in his face. His Rams. That he's talking trash and he thinks his team is almighty and everything like that. So I get back at him and he's like, oh, uh, why? I thought you were better than that to troll. I'm like, really? And then he comes back like, do you guys want Sam or do you want Trevor? Question mark. Like you don't know that answer already. Like all these people, <laughs> this whole time in the beginning of the season start texting me when we first start losing man it must suck to feel like being a jet fan man you guys are losing then there's silence and then now i get all these so how'd that feel to win it's like asking me like my dog gets hit by a car how does it feel that your dog is dead you know damn well how it feels you know damn you're just asking me because you know how like you understand this was, was was a tough thing to swallow, you know? So, you know, that's how people are. And people, you know, find their joy in other people's misery. And that's okay. You know what? Do what you got to do, man. 
I just got back from Fredericksburg yesterday. I went with my wife to take a, a day vacation. You know what? When I was walking around Fredericksburg, Texas, middle of Texas, you know what I'm saying? Jet jersey, jet kicks. <laughs> All right? One in 13, son. One in 14, whatever. I don't give – I'm a New York Jet fan forever. And you know what? Whether the Jets are bad or good, it doesn't make me a better or worse person. Yeah. I, I am who I am, and I'm a Jet fan, and I'm proud of that. And I can care less, you know? And they – you know, when they win, they make me happy. When they lose, they make me sad. And it is what it is. At this point, I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence. I don't care if it's Sam Darnold. I don't care who is on my team or what. I just want to win. That's it! You know, it's interesting. It's interesting when – you know, in a, within a group of friends, I think all guys know there's a certain level of uh, you bust friends' chops and, you know, you bust each other's balls and things of that nature. When someone pushes someone else's buttons with something they know will annoy them, it is what it is. When that person continues to do that and they keep doing it and they're trying to push your buttons over and over again, they're not getting the desired effect, so they continue to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, it kind of says a lot about those people. You know, if people are on, and Mike's, Mike interacts a lot more with the AEBG audience. He's out there on social media much more than I am. But just in general, as a fact, you know, if someone's a troll, you're out there trying to intentionally upset someone because it makes you laugh. Now, in theory, now we come on here publicly to the world and say the things we have to say. So if anyone wants to say anything back, they can say it right to us, Mike, right? We're not hiding anywhere. But when someone trying to troll, or for instance, your friend, moron, who said all those things to you about the Jets, dumpster fire, this and that, so, so well-worded, so eloquent the way he decided to bury the Jets, I wonder what he was thinking at the end of the game when his team took a fat L to the worst team in the league, okay, ah. first of all. Probably feel kind of stupid, right? The Jet, Sam Darnold threw for 200 yards, one touchdown. Frank Gore averaged 2.6 yards a carry with 23 carries. Our leading receiver had 66 yards, and you just lost to the Jets. <laughs> so, when you, I, what I want you to do is go ahead, go ahead, send Mike an apology, tell him you're a clown, Tell him you don't know anything about football. That's why you speak in troll speak. Because the Jets just had an absolutely pathetic offensive day like we had 13 other times this year. But guess what happened this time, Mike? Took a dump. And he remembers the message he sent to you. So what he does is pivot, try to re-troll you back. Right. Forget about, forget about what I said about the Jets. Forget about all that type of stuff. What about you not getting Trevor? See, now, let's do this. Let's back the troll up a second. You trolled. It blew up in your face spectacularly, Mike's friend, who I don't know. Um, but you sound, like, you sound like a complete moron to me. But you trolled Mike, right? It blew up in your face, bro. Random person I don't know, Rams fan. It could not have blown up in your face worse than it did, right? And then what do you do? Do you address it? Do trolls address their trolling when it blows up in their faces, Mike? No. Because the type of person that would troll someone to a level with something that really they know might actually upset them is a weak-minded person. You know, right. weak, weak-minded individuals are the type of people that will attempt to get under someone's skin and then act like they're not doing that. If, right. you, if, if you do those behaviors and then act like you're not doing them because you're for some reason trying to be the smartest guy in the room when everyone knows what you're doing, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I never understand that thought process. And that's also, that's also a sign to me I'm just a weak human being. And can you know? I say something about to his Rams? Your head coach is overrated. Your head coach, Sean McVay, this genius. When I'm I'm watching the game and I'm I'm I am watching like, oh man, they're gonna win. I can't believe this. And you are third and four. 
you're you got two over two minutes to go. You run a wheel route to Cam Akers deep on the sideline, right? You're already within field goal range. You could just hand the ball off, either get a first down or get closer, right? But no, you throw a wheel out. Then you're fourth and four, right? Instead of kicking the field goal, you throw you got a play drawn up and you throw to the best jet defender in Marcus May to your tight end. What? I, I I was like this guy guys the offensive genius that everybody wants to talk about i mean you guys start off the game that was the worst start to football i have ever seen and the jet defense isn't that great you made us look like superstars yeah your team is overrated that's why your team got blown out in the in the super bowl by an old patriots team and you ain't winning nothing because your your coach is overrated. That's all I want to say. So the ineptitude of that team in the fourth quarter, which I could not believe the Rams, getting penalties at the worst time. You're throwing a wheel route to Cam Akers. He's five foot ten. What are we doing? I mean, I mean, I don't even know what happened. Like, and, uh, and the best part is Akers did one reception the whole game for negative one yards. Yep. You have Cup. You have Everett. You have Reynolds. You have all these other options out there, and that's the, the choice you choose to make. It was second and short. It was third and short. You throw the ball deep twice. Yeah, great job. Great job, Rams. But getting more back to uh, getting more back to Jet fans and their emotions and, and the ups and downs of this weekend, Mike. I think that it seemed like you know QB rating wise, Sam was efficient. Numbers didn't blow you out of the water. But what do you think? Is this probably the best game? <laughs> I guess he only had five touchdowns all, all season, so he hasn't had that many good games. Do you think this is probably the best game he played all year, though? Yeah, this was probably the best game he played all year. Um, the sad thing about the win was, you know, I feel like all Jet fans, all Jet fans would be on board with keeping Sam uh, and keeping uh, the soul of the offense, right, um, going forward. But the win wasn't convincing. It's not like he really did anything great. Yeah, he had a completion percentage of over 70%, um, but he threw for 200 yards, one touchdown, and his yards per attempt again was 6.68. I mean, if you look at the highlights of the of his throws in the first drive, it was throw to the running back, throw to the the slot receiver, throw to the left, to the right, to the left. There was really nothing downfield, nothing where he was going through his progressions. Um, simple out passes, you know. Um, yeah. And Sam, it, it, and then they they really won off of the plays of Frank Gore. So it's like. There wasn't any young players. There wasn't any youth. There wasn't any, you know, it, uh, inventiveness. It was just a lack of play from the Rams, the reason why they won. But so, Sam, you know, I am of the opinion going forward, right, we have a couple options here. Like, let's just say we don't get Trevor. We know if the Jets end up with Trevor Lawrence, they're going Trevor Lawrence. There's, that's black and white. End of story. We're all good. 100% everybody. After that, then it gets weird. Are we going to keep Are we going to keep Sam? Are we going to go to a different direction? Are we going to trade back? Here's the thing. I look at Sam, right? And yards per attempt, that's important. The average, league average is about seven, uh, seven uh, yards per attempt. And he right now has gone over seven yards per attempt only one time. And it was against the 8.09 yards per attempt against the, the Raiders. Other than that, he's been, you know, 6.14, 5.59, 5.48. And then against Miami, I'm sorry, he was 7.3. Twice, he's been above the league average on that. Below on every other single game. Uh, his his QB rating has been above a 90 three times this entire season. He has more ga he has more games where he's thrown multiple 
interceptions than he has multiple touchdowns. And when I look at him play, like even against Seattle, look at that game. He's not making his progressions. And he, and he had two pick sixes. And Jamal Adams dropped one of them. And then he threw, had thrown another one. At this point, I know he's young. I get it. He's 23. He's younger than Joe Burrow. That's the, the argument to keep him. But when you look at Sam, he, you know, he's taking a lot of steps back and he's not seeing the field and he turns the ball over. And that's the other thing about him that even at USC, when you look at what he did at USC, he always was a, ha, had turnovers as an issue. Yeah. And, and my opinion, okay, just covering this team. The most successful quarterback that we have had has been Chad Pennington. And why? He was extremely accurate. He never turned the ball over uh, Pennington. He didn't have a strong arm. He wasn't. He was just very efficient at holding the ball. So in my opinion, we have to pay Sam. Okay. We have to pick up his fifth year option. If we don't pick up his fifth year option, then he's going to end up being a free agent. Okay. So we're going to spend a lot of money on this kid. I think it's time to move on. I haven't seen enough. Now, he's going to go up against the Browns next week, and then he's got to finish off against the Patriots. We've already got the number two seed locked up, right? So if Trevor ends up – if we end up losing those both those games and the Jaguars win a game, great. We get Trevor Lawrence. If not, you know, Sam, even with a, a Browns game and a Patriots game, let's just say he were to win both those games, it would have to be really convincing for us to even entertain it. In my opinion, J.D. would need to move on. And I wouldn't trade out of that second pick. I, it would be between Fields and it would be between uh, Zach Wilson. And I know uh, before we get into those two prospects, what are your thoughts like what I just talked about with, with Sam and what he's done this season? When you go from his first year to his second year, you can make a case towards the end of the year last year. He looked like he was improving. And then this year, I think for a lot of us, it's hard to judge a lot of the Jet players because of the gaze factor because of how putrid the offense is. But you look at his game logs, Mike, and he has he has five games that he didn't throw a touchdown in, that he started. Right. So, I mean, there's, I mean, that's if we're going into the last couple of games of this season and using those to judge him, that's a bad spot because in your head you're like, damn, this guy's played three years. You know, he's missed, missed games years one. He missed games years, don't get me wrong. But we have a lot of body of work for him. So if we're still deciding on a few games if he's good or not, that means he hasn't he, that, that basically what it means to me is he's not at the place we need him to be. Right. You know, if, if we're three years in still kind of like, well, let's see how he plays in these few games. Then he's probably not where we need him to be, because by this point, you should have a decent opinion on your quarterback. NFL, modern day NFL, three full seasons of someone playing. You're able to kind of get a good uh, a good read on what that player is. Now, the difference with Sam is that he had changed coaches his second year. The coach they changed to was Adam Gase. Adam Gase is historically one of the worst coaches in the history of the NFL. Adam Gase, just for some reason, poisons everything he touches everywhere he has been as a head coach. All the players leave him, they become great. So if you subscribe to that notion, then is the Sam Darnold that we're seeing the real one or not? That's hard to say. And what the Jets are going to have to decide, though, is this, Mike. Is Sam going into his fourth year from what you've seen, and even with the young age he's at, is that product, is that person, is that player with three years of NFL experience and has some ups and downs coming off kind of a tough year, is that player more valuable right now than drafting a Fields and drafting a Wilson and maybe, you know, drafting a Trask, someone outside the box maybe we're not thinking of, and starting again next year? That's what they're going to be weighing. And I don't know the answer to that right now, Mike. I can't. I, I won't lie to you. I don't know the answer to that. 
I'm going to wait, like I said, like when everyone getting up in arms about Lawrence. And, you know, I understand the reasons why. Because I'm choosing to wait and see how this plays out before I decide to give into that. You know? So let's see how these last two weeks go. Because we might still get Trevor. They take a loss. We don't even have to talk about this. But if we do have the number two and they do decide to stick with Sam, I don't think that there's going to be as many angry Jet fans as you might suspect. But I think that they're going to have to really fill in a lot of those holes around him, continue filling out that offensive line, and just put him in a situation that he can succeed as opposed to this year where it seems like his own ineptitude when it comes to turnovers mixed in with Adam Gase being our coach and our play caller has just led to an absolutely horrible season for him. It is, but the thing is, Keith, like you said, look at guys like Hurts, look at Herbert, look at Tua, look at uh, uh, Kyler Murray. You know, and again, are their situations better for those quarterbacks? Do they have more weapons? Do they have the offensive line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have more than what Sam had. But we're talking about we're celebrating when Sam throws over 200 yards. Are you kidding me? He's done it three times this season. And and against the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the Chiefs most have yards. a horrible the Chiefs have a horrible secondary. He didn't throw any touchdowns. Yeah. The most yards he has in a game this year is two thirty, bro. Like, he hasn't even come in the range of going near 300 yards this year. Like, and this is NFL 2020. So, it's like, he's not, I don't know. It's it's tough because we don't see that Sam is there. But then the X factor is the Gase factor. It is. But then you look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill, right? And people are like, well, look at what Ryan Tannehill became after Gase. Look at Ryan Tannehill with Gase. QB rating was around a 97 when he, when he, the games he played there with Gase, QB rating was pretty much around where it was before Gase got there. You know, people, people kind of miss, people don't really pay too much notice to that. They don't look into the numbers. They don't look how he played. I know Tannehill was injured a lot. So Gase's tenure there wasn't great, but Gase didn't do anything to hurt Tannehill. He just didn't do anything to help improve him. But then Tannehill went to the Titans and became a great quarterback. We've, we've said that on the show before. Now, Tannehill did leave Gase and become tremendous, but he wasn't anywhere near the level Sam's playing at right now when he had Gase as his, as his coach. Sam is garbage right now. He is Sanchez. He's Gino. He is. By the numbers, he's right there with them. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL today. And just you, you, at this point, at this point, what we've seen, all those games with no touchdowns, the turnovers, I, I love Sam as a person. Um, it's t- we need to what we need to do is and in my opinion more important than quarterback talent I understand about Trevor Lawrence so awesome but I can tell you right now if we had Trevor Lawrence and we have a terrible coach look at Andrew Luck's career that doesn't mean you're going to be successful Matthew Stafford was one of the top talents ever also look at his career he hasn't done anything what's most important is getting the right coach the right system aligned with that talent and have quality built around that quarterback so that quarterback can succeed. I would ra- I would rather have, if you ask me, you could get Trevor Lawrence, but you're going to hire a terrible coach versus you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're going to get another prospect, but you're going to hire a great head coach in scheme that's going to last for years. I will take the, the latter, in my opinion, because that is more important to long-term success than talent in a system that doesn't bereft that type of success. So that's my opinion. So what most important thing is we get rid of Gase, we get a new head coach, and let that new head coach decide, do I want to link myself to Sam, or should I go after one of these two 
young quarterbacks potentially in Wilson and in uh, Justin Fields or Trask, like you said. Now, I personally have watched these two. I uh, Fields and Wilson give you the running ability. Yeah. Keith Trask is more of the pocket passer cat. You know what I mean? Um, if you look at Wilson and you look at Fields, they're tremendous on the ground. Both of them have average around four yards uh, a, an attempt on the ground like a running back. They both have double-digit touchdowns uh, this year. Um, I know Wilson has played more games. If if Fields had played as many games as Wilson, he would have double touchdowns. He has five in half the less games than, uh, than Wilson has. But they're both really tremendous on the ground. They both have legs. They both run around like a Kyler Murray, like a Watson, so on and so forth. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, the problem with Fields to me is that against top-level defenses, he's been pretty bad. And I don't see – I think he holds on to the ball a lot, and his progressions are really not that great. Um, but he does play against better competition than a Wilson does. And so there's going to be a lot of debate on what, what they do. Now, a lot of Jet fans right now, Keith, are going nuts over what Wilson did last night. He went He went nuts last night and he made some throws that were you know eye-popping i know i don't know if you caught the byu bowl game yesterday but um his but numbers are his are numbers impressive. are great and this is, this is how i kind of look at these qbs is uh and as we get closer to the combine and we get closer to the real uh evaluation periods we're gonna find out a whole bunch more about all these guys so say for instance jet fans we had to remove trevor lawrence from the equation i know a lot of people like wilson last night my only knock on wilson is kind of knocking up on some of these guys that just don't play real competition he's not playing any good teams all year he played one ranked team all season uh wilson and fields you know fields has been up and down obviously his competition's a little stiffer but say that the wild card in this say i just go ahead and throw tile trask into the mix mike because he's the guy i like second most his competition at florida is LSU, Alabama, Georgia. So I'm just going to throw those games at you. When he played Georgia, he had 474 yards and four touchdowns. When Trask played LSU, he had 470 yards, two touchdowns. He played Alabama a couple weeks ago, 408 yards, three touchdowns. So just throwing this guy's name into the mix so we don't get it twisted, he's playing by far the best competition he could maybe scramble or not scramble yeah competition wise no comparison with that kid's going up against and he is lighting it up lighting these teams up so that's another name as we get closer to the draft here if jet fans are ready to jump off a cliff because we're not getting trevor there's dudes out there and my, there are my, dudes out there. And my analogy i made before and why i said it was we haven't even had a dude like a stafford in our whole life Okay, you can Mike can say Matt Stafford hasn't done anything, but Stafford has years. He's thrown you know thirty five plus CDs, and that team's won ten games. You know their team hasn't done anything, so what we want is win. So I get that, but as a quarterback, he's played well. He's an above average quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he's been an above average quarterback for a really long time. We haven't even had that. So right. if one of these kids, these other kids, can give us that, and what we fill around him with all these other picks is a great offensive line, a tremendous coach and we do all the other things we need to do, we could still be in a really good place next year without Trevor Lawrence. So There's there's other options too, Keith. Tre uh, uh, Trey Lance, who only played one season. There's not a lot of information on that. Kid. True, true. Had, you know what I'm saying? He's going to probably go late in the first round. Uh, you could have JD take Penesul at the number two and then trade up 
that that late round pick and go grab Lance in the back half of the first round. You can trade out of the number two with the Lions and they could give you Stafford and then a one next year uh, because they may want to go up and get another quarterback. You could trade for Dak Prescott. You could take Carson Wentz's contract, have them give you an additional two, right? This What I'm trying to say is there's so many options. It's just because potentially Trevor Lawrence may not end up in our, our, you know, laps, right? Doesn't mean it's end of the world. What we need to do is we need to fire Adam Gase and then we need to let Joe Douglas and football people Hallelujah. make the right decisions going forward. So please, I understand denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Look, whatever happens at the end, like Keith said, let's just finish these two weeks out and then let's just accept where we are. And then let's let Joe Douglas, our hope, really who is our hope to get out of all this, to pave the pathway forward. There's a yeah. lot of options out there for the team. A lot of options and a lot of ways we can be a lot better that don't even involve Trevor Lawrence. You know, it'd be nice to get him. That would be lovely. We all want that. Nobody's getting that twisted. But to act like... The future's over. Everything right. is doom and gloom. This is it. We're not getting it. We'll never be good. Take that thought process, throw it out the window, and or don't bring it towards AEBG. Okay? Because right. it's, it's stupid at this point to think that way. And we just laid out a whole bunch of different quarterbacks, different options. Basically, the bottom line is if you're an actual Jets fan, what you want the team to do is get better, right? You just want us to get better. You want us to be good. And there's many equations that could, we could arrive there that don't involve Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to see how the season plays out, Mike. Have some patience here. Let's see what goes on with these college games at the end of the year. Some of these guys are going to move up the rankings. Some of these guys are going to move down the rankings when it comes to quarterbacks. Maybe, you know, they might be able to get trash number 10. They trade yeah. out for number two, get more picks. Who the hell knows what could happen? All I care about, the only thing I care about, this is why you have not heard me one time this whole year say, oh, my God, I hope we get Trevor Lawrence. Let's push all the chips in ever. Right. Because right. I don't care who the quarterback is. I just want to be better. I've been waiting my whole life for the Jets not to stink. So when it's like, oh, we're not going to be good. We're not going to get this kid. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Is it a foregone conclusion every single kid that gets drafted number one just works out? Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have we not seen a laundry list of guys drafted one, two, three, four, wherever you want to say, not work out? I know Trevor Lawrence is a different type of prospect, whatever the case may be, but it doesn't make a difference. He's still a prospect at this point. Jamarcus Russell. Brian Lee. We can name a million of them. Vince yeah. Young. Is he a prospect that you love to have your hands on because of everything you know about him and his intangibles and how he's played? Of course. But he hasn't played a game in the NFL yet. So why do we do this? Why do people want to wallow in negativity and or allow other people mentally weak, mentally impotent human beings to troll you and you get mad about it? I'm not going to get trolled about this. All I want the Jets to do is be better. Exactly. That's all anyone should care about. Isn't Trevor Lawrence? Isn't where we pick? None of that stuff. All right. anyone should care about is the Jets being better. And he doesn't guarantee that. We don't even know how he's going to play. So chill out. Amen. Sorry, so Mike, so real. No, nah, so real, dude. And every Jet fan needs to hear what you just said. That, that's it, man. Like, we get so attached emotionally to ideas and, and the, the thoughts of what we think is going to bring us happiness. Yo, dude. Let's just hope the team gets better. And I get your understanding of what the situation is, but guess what? What happens is not in your control. You can't control it. Yeah. 
all you're going to do is just sit and watch. So whatever we end up with in two weeks, we'll end up accept and just move forward. And speaking of moving forward, we got the Browns next week. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I don't think Sam is the future uh, here with the New York Jets. But if he has any chance, Keith, any chance of being the quarterback of the New York Jets in 2021, he's got to go out on Sunday and decimate the Browns, brother. Decimate. And I'm talking multiple T's, three, 350, 400 yard passing day. <laughs> I'm talking. Sam, and didn't I say, let me just, I don't want to remember when, when you and I had uh, Tarnacki on and we were going through the, the list of games and I was like, oh, they're going to take a W here. They're going to L. What did I say about this Browns game? I was like, yo, this is the game. Sam comes out, comes out this game and the whole world knows Sam's our quarterback. Now, again, I'm not, I just told everybody, I don't think Sam's the guy. I went over the reasons why. Okay. It's just too much, but man, Sam. If you're going to do it, if you're going to prove to everybody that we need to stick with you, you need to go out on Sunday and annihilate the Browns. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if, that, if Sam thinks he's the guy, now I know a lot of Jet fans don't want to hear that, but it, it is what it is. I mean, they won last week. They're trying to win every game they play, and these players don't go out in there on the field to take it out. I look at it like, you know, the Browns are a team that's fighting for some respect in the league also after last season, a huge disappointing year last year, beat the Giants last week. They have a, um, when it comes to rushing the passion, they have a pretty decent defense. And they should, like we thought last week, take care of business versus the Jets. But we know how the NFL works. Last week, the Jets just ran the ball on first down, Mike. They'd run the ball on second down. It'd be third and five, and they would get the third down. They just did it over and over and over and over and over again the entire day. Wasn't very exotic what they did on offense. Wasn't hard to figure out, but it worked. If they could do the same thing to the Browns, keep the offense off the field, who the hell knows what could happen? Right. But you're in a, we're in a place again where now the, the Bengals lost last week, so we know we have the number two pick. You know, I think they have a, a decent chance of hanging in this game. I do think the Browns are a better team than us, a more well-rounded team. Baker Mayfield's been playing a lot better, so I do expect the Jets to take a loss this week. I think our lucky game of... It's hard to go... The reason it's hard to go 0-16 is because there's games the Jets have played a lot better this year and lost than last right. year. Right. Right, right, and right. last week was indicative of a lot of games we played this year offensively, but we managed to win the game somehow because of the ineptitude of the coaching of the Rams in the second half more than anything else to me, Mike. So I don't know. Is this going to be another week that we play like garbage? We didn't play that good offensively last week. We just did just enough. And then we held on at the end. And, not to, and don't forget, lost in the mix. The Rams ran in the winning touchdown last week at the end of the game. It was a holding call. The Rams then had a run that got the ball to the 10-yard line where they could have kicked the field goal to tie the game. And there was a holding call. Those are like kind of lost in the mix there. But if you think back, you're like, damn, the Rams did have this game. So they blew the game more than we kind of won the oh, game. Yeah. So coming into this one, I'm not expecting the Jets to win. But who knows if Sam wants to, you know, be the guy next year, finishing off Strong's not going to hurt that. You know, not going to hurt his resume. Home game for the Jets this week. But I think the Browns will come in here and take care of business. And then all eyes for all of us will be on that Bears-Jaguars game. I don't think yeah. any Jaguars game in the history of that team will be getting more viewers from the area of New York than this weekend. Yeah, and they're already talking about resting James Robinson already today. Uh, and then and then Marone had to come out and say, no, we're resting him during practice. He's still going to play in the game. But you're already seeing the mayor of Jacksonville came out and said, the Jets won. Thank you. This is the greatest. See you guys draft day. <laughs> oh, my, like he's the ultimate yeah. troll. Yeah. The oh, ultimate yeah. troll, that guy. <laughs> I said, you don't even know, bro. You could have just cursed your team. Yeah, but to your point, everybody, and I want to also just leave Jeff fans with this real nugget real quick. Um, 
you know who has the best pass uh, passer rating against the Colts uh, in the last few years. What quarterback does? That's Gardner Minshew. And the guard and the Colts may most likely be playing for a playoff spot because the Ravens won, and we don't know exactly what the situation is going to be with the Colts. But I'm going to tell you right now, if there's anybody that's going to beat the Colts, it's Minshew, Minshew madness. And I'm going to tell you, I'll if he wins a game, the next two games, Keith, me and you need to do a segment for Minshew, like something, like we'll build him a statue or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if the Ravens, if the Ravens lose this weekend. And the Colts win this weekend, then the Colts have a two-game advantage, and they can arrest all of their players the last week. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead, Jet fans, file that one away in your mind because seven teams make the playoffs this year. There's an extra wild card team, so I think that's going to help us out, and that might theoretically put the Colts into first or second gear in that game instead of going full throttle week 17. And 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 you know that the Colts, if they don't have to play their starters, do you think they want to see Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years in that division? You damn well they're going to arrest everybody. Exactly. <laughs> like, do you think you think last week of the season, if they have a chance to give him an extra week of rest, they're going to throw Phillip Rivers out there? Yes. Like, yes. He's, 40, he's 47 years old, Phillip Rivers. Yeah. He, he's not playing week 17 if they have it locked. So, <laughs> so right. guys, guys, I hope right now there's people kind of just letting out a sigh of relief a little bit going, all right, let me chill. Let me chill out. I listen to AABG. They gave me some glimmers of hope here. We're not living in ignorance. Of course we want Trevor, but there's still hope. It is not over. Don't let these morons troll you. Don't let anyone get under your skin, okay, Jet fans? Keep your head up. Let's see how the season plays out, and then we'll go from there. So, great show this week. Uh, all Jet fans, keep your heads up like we said. Mike, if anyone does want to get at us, listen to us, or support us in any way, shape, or form, where can they do that? Well, they're on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG. At Jets Radio on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris. My name is Keith Farrell. We'll get at you next week, everybody. Peace out. Hey, this is Sean Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets will beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans. Are very passionate. Very Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Call the number leaders.